Hey guys, I'm McGann, and welcome to another episode of There I Read It, where I am reading through Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for the first time ever, and I am not a spring chicken, boys and girls. So today I'm covering chapter 14, which is about Norbert the Dragon, and since that is basically the whole chapter, I'll just jump right into my notes. So Harry, Hermione, and Ron, they notice that Quirrell is getting paler and thinner, and they think that that has something to do with Snape, so they're trying to kind of lift up his spirits without giving in a way that they know what they know, or at least know what they think they know. Hermione reveals that exams are only 10 weeks away, and I believe that that would mean finals, since uh, they should have done tests before Christmas break, and that would have been our equivalent of midterms here in the United States. And that seems to track, because they mentioned that Easter was not a very good holiday because of all the extra homework that the teachers were putting on them so that they can pass their exams. And apparently, if you do not pass that exam, you do not move on to year two. Now, it's unclear if that means you repeat year one, or you get sent home, or how that really works exactly, but um, maybe there'll be an answer in a later book. I assume everybody's going to end up passing. And while in the library, they catch Hagrid researching dragons, and he's kind of being dodgy, and he doesn't want to talk about stuff, and he's, he seems to have something hidden. And that's when Ron volunteers the information that dragon breeding, and I guess ownership too, was outlawed by the Warlocks Convention of 1709. So at this point, it's been about 300 years that dragon ownership has been illegal, because apparently they're afraid that muggles would notice that wizards own dragons, and then that would put a big cramp in trying to keep the wizarding world a secret from muggies. <laughs> Can we start calling them muggies? When you have a stray cat, you know, you call it a moggy. <laughs> just muggies. It's cuter. Muggle just seems to have such a tone to it anymore. Anyways, Ron also explains that dragons are not really friendly creatures and that Charlie has burns from the wild Romanian dragons that he studies. And Britain has the common Welsh green and Hebridean black dragons that are native to that land. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. H-E-B-R-I-D-E-A-N. Hebridine? Hebridine? Hebridine. I think that's right. Hebridine. Dyslexia and weird words. It's also well known that the Ministry of Magic is constantly putting spells on muggles who see dragons so that they keep them more hidden. So it, I don't know, it kind of feels like, wouldn't it be easier to just teach all the wizards these kind of spells over outlawing dragons? Or is it more of a problem that the dragon is eating the human people? I I don't know. Um, another curiosity that is leaving me wondering because it's not really answered much in the book. But the kids go and talk to Hagrid and Hagrid ends up spelling the beans that Dumbledore had Sprout, Flitwick, McGarnagle, Quirrell, Dumbledore himself, and Snape do enchantments on the Sorcerer's Stone, and then they put it in the trapdoor and put Fluffy on top. So super secure. And after they cover all that Sorcerer's Stone stuff, they notice that Hagrid has a huge black egg in the fire. Hagrid says he won that egg off of a stranger, and he seemed to be glad to be rid of it. But Hagrid has always wanted a dragon, like he said on Diagon Alley, so he's very excited to have it. He ends up with a Norwegian Ridgeback, which he names Norbert. And Ron and Hermione can't shut up about Hagrid and the dragon, so Malfoy ends up seeing the dragon hatch and knowing that it's there, so he's kind of lording around that I have a secret. I can hurt your friend at any time I choose. But baby Norbert's here now. He hatches, and within a week, he gets three times bigger than the already giant black egg he came out of. 
Now Hagrid is so in love with this dragon, he doesn't want to let it go. He calls himself its mummy, which I don't know why it's not daddy. I don't know if that's that's maybe an animal thing that Hagrid would know that, oh, well, they imprint on you and think you're its mother. But it just seems a little bit funny that you've got this big burly guy and he's like, oh, yes, mummy's here. Mummy loves you. But hey, go do you, Hagrid. Power to you, buddy. But Ron, Hermione, and Harry are kind of trying to talk sense to Hagrid that, come on, this thing's going to get huge. You're not going to be able to have it. You're going to get in so much trouble. Like, we got to do something about this dragon, man. And Hagrid's like, no, my sweet baby. And Hagrid is genuinely afraid that it's so small, even though it's huge, but for a dragon, it's small that if he were to let Norbert go in the wild, he wouldn't be able to survive. So Harry comes up with a plan to get a hold of Ron's brother, Charlie, and ask, hey, could you maybe raise this dragon up and release it into the wild with the other ones you know? And Charlie says, okay, but it's actually illegal to transport dragons. So you're going to have to sneak Norbert up to the, you know, highest room of the tallest tower and get on the roof and pass him over to some friends that are going to come see me in a few weeks. (laughs) Really weird, complicated spy stuff. You would think with it being the dead of night, they could just pop right in front of Hagrid's, take Norbert and go. But I I guess that's not a good enough answer. And while helping Hagrid take care of Norbert, Ron ends up getting bit. Turns out Norbert is poisonous and Ron's hand just swells up huge and turns green and ends up hospitalized over it. But he can't say what exactly bit him to Madame Pomfrey because they don't want to get Hagrid in trouble. But Malfoy knows because he ended up getting the note from Charlie that had their whole plan outlined to collect Norbert. And Norbert's diet quickly went from brandy and chicken blood to rats by the crate. Oh, and this isn't necessarily important for the story, but it says Fang is a boar hound. I have never heard of those. I don't know if they're a real breed. Let's look it up. It's got to be a really big dog if it goes after boars. Oh, they are real. Okay. It's a, it's a Great Dane. It's what we call a Great Dane in America. All right. During the 19th century, the dog was also known as a German boar hound. So, okay, now I got a face to put with Fang. I love it. I'm glad I wrote that down. But now Ron is out with his hand all messed up. So now Harry and Hermione put on the invisibility cloak and they sneak down to Hagrid's, collect uh, Norbert in this big crate and get him all the way up to the roof so that Charlie's friends can take him off. And they are successful in this, but two things. On their way through Hogwarts, they see two figures coming. So they kind of like hide in the shadows because they forgot they were invisible, like you do. But it's actually Malfoy trying to get Harry in trouble, but instead McGarnagle caught him and is like dragging him by the ear. Like you're getting detention, minus 20 points for Slytherin. So haha, yay, a little bit of comeuppance there for Malfoy. So, you know, after all of this tension with Malfoy, he gets a little bit of comeuppance there for trying to get people in trouble. But Harry, Hermione, they're up on the roof. They get rid of Norbert. Going, going, gone. Okay, this dragon is out of here off our shoulders. Whew, we did it. They come back down and get caught by Filch because they left the cloak on the roof. And it's funny, I wrote down the page so that I could give you this quote exactly on page 241. If you have like the original version of this book from Scholastic. The reason that they left the cloak on the roof and totally forgot about it was, 
Quote, not until they stepped out into the cold night air did they throw off the cloak, glad to be able to breathe properly again. Hermione did sort of a jig. So having this big, heavy kind of blanket thing, or at least that's how I imagine it, over them for all of this carrying of a giant dragon, it made them so happy to be able to breathe normally that they forgot they weren't invisible again. Like you do. But can can we just get a little non-religious type of amen here for that? Because... I am sure, as most Americans are at this point, I hate those face masks. I'm so tired of them. I wish the whole pandemic issue would go away already. I have some mild asthma. It's not so bad that I can't wear a mask, but it's still just like, oh, I feel just that hot, tense, dense, wet air. Oh, I can't stand it. It's miserable. So I feel Harry and Hermione in this chapter down in my soul can relate 10 out of 10. But my overall thoughts for this chapter, um, you know, this was a lot better of a chapter, a lot more interesting of a chapter for me. I still wish it was kind of a little bit longer, had a little bit more details filled in, but um, we'll see. We'll see if uh, the movies and the books line up long enough that we get some more information on dragons. I would like to ask those of you who are still listening, uh, what is your favorite type of dragon? It doesn't have to be part of the Harry Potter universe. I just, uh, I like dragons. I think they're fun to talk about. Dragons and unicorns and mermaids, oh my. But uh, other than that, I I don't really have anything against Malfoy at this point. I think he's just kind of that 11-year-old jerk, as most middle schoolers are. So even though he's got such a mentality and he's supposed to be one of these major villains in the book, I I don't really see him as villainous. I see him more like, oh baby, you tried. Especially when we get that description of McGarnagal just like tugging on his ear, dragging him to Snape, like, oh, you're in so much trouble, young man. You know, my daughter tells me stuff sometimes, like, oh, she was trying to kill me. Yes, she was. I swear she was. I said, it's like, oh my gosh, this middle school drama. Like, what even is this? So I don't know. Maybe I'm too old to fully appreciate Harry Potter, but I have heard that the later books get a lot more mature and darker. So uh, fingers crossed I'll be able to get there one day. But other than that, you know, tell me about your favorite dragon. And thank you for listening to me ramble on like a crazy person. And we'll see you next time, family members. Well, family members, we're almost done, but I want to invite you to hang out with me in some other places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as my own personal self, and I have a Facebook page too, but I mostly just post photos over there. And sometimes people say, hey, McGann, I want to mail you something. How do I do that? Easy. Just click the About tab on my channel page, and my most current P.O. Box info will be right there. I also run another channel, The Family. It's really a hodgepodge channel where we might post anything. Oh yeah, and I also sell shirts and stickers and stuff with the family and the fangirl logos. If that is your cup of tea, I have a link in every description of every video. Finally, if you want to help out the fangirl channel and make sure I'm putting out video essays for years to come, the best way you can help is by subscribing and watching more of my videos, whether they're new, old, whatever. Maybe even share one or two on social media, help spread the word. People who watch to the end of videos like you helps to tell the site, hey, this is a good video. We should recommend it to other people. So if you made it this far, leave me a comment of something like, hey, I made it to the end. Love ya. See you next time, family members. Bye.